Grab a seat, boy. Grab yourself an egg roll. We got everything here from a little eye Joe to damn if I know. You are now listening to the Nerd Words Podcast. Brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Get those nerds! 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 I'll waterboard you. Told you, I want to get waterboarded. I'll literally torture you. The only reason I want is because I'm afraid I might actually drown you. Because I'm an unpaid professional torturer, which is a lot like a killer. I don't think any torturer is paid. Oh, yeah, torturers get paid. Torturers don't do all. I mean, I'm sure there are some that do it for free. But no, I am not a paid professional torturer. So today is my first fucking day tobacco free. And that seems to be going fairly well because I have this hip new e-cig vape machine majig. It's not tobacco free, but smoke free. Yeah, I mean, well, tobacco because I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm not nicotine free. But I am tobacco-free. Oh, I got it. I thought that thing was like liquid nicotine. Well, no, it's got nicotine in it, but it's not tobacco. You know, it's not a cigarette. Cigarettes are tobacco, and, you know, so I'm cigarette-free. I am sucking the robot penis, as <laughs> uh, the parlance of our times. Um, so if you've listened to our previous podcast, uh, the last one that we put up, you'll know that we didn't put one up on Friday because I went on a camping trip because I'm smart what's the official name so i went uh to a festival called full terror assault and i was going to get to that but yeah um i went on a camping trip with a friend of mine and i want to start this off with a few disclaimers number one the very first disclaimer i want to say is i had a fucking awful time (laughs) okay disclaimer number two i am not blaming anyone specifically or in particular so everyone can remain sensitive and realize I'm not necessarily blaming them when I mention things that irked me. And number three, I'm not faulting the festival because I think it was a good festival at this its heart. Is starting out horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, I had a fucking awful time. Okay. And we'll start on Wednesday. All right. I uh, we'll, we'll even start before that. I had this brilliant idea that I was going to go to this festival and I was going to take all these pictures and try to interview all these bands and, you know, really get into it and really fucking get deep and, and, you know, just do something fucking awesome. Right. And I got a pass to go to this festival and, you know, give me access from the actual organization that like a press pass. Yeah. Like a press pass. I got, I got you were official. Yeah. I got a guest pass so that I could go backstage. I could talk to whoever I could go basically wherever I wanted. I was unimpeded, but there were some things that, uh, kind of stuck out to me that I wasn't quite sure how we're going to be handled. And there were some communication issues. We'll just put it that way between myself and those that put on this organ, put on this show. And the most important one was it took like three weeks for me to even hear back from them (laughs) about how I was going to get this pass, what I would have to do, (laughs) who I would have to talk to, right? And the email that I got was very short and very to the point that uh, go to the ticket booth and your pass should be there waiting for you. Okay. So I was like, now I should probably find out, does this pass get me into the show? Like what, what does this pass entail? Right. So I replied and I was like, Hey, uh, and this was like a week before the actual show. So this was like Wednesday of last week. And I was like, Hey, 
what's entailed? You know, do I, I have tickets already for this show. Do I need to have a ticket for myself? Does this pass get me entrance into it? Does it not? Because there's been a, there was a lot of confusing things. They don't really have anybody professional working on their social media. So you were asking for the lay of the land. Right. I, I wanted to know what the layout was because I was unfamiliar with this and you know, this is a brand new festival. I don't really know what to expect compared to other festivals I might've been to. So needless to say, I didn't get a response back. So where I may have had an extra ticket for someone to give them to go with us, uh, I kept that because, you know, what happens if I get there and I need two tickets and I only have one and I have two people. So I just said, fuck it. It was just me. And it was Chris who's been on a previous podcast. And uh, Chris and I did very little planning. Uh, we didn't do a lot of communication beforehand. I basically said, hey, Chris, this is what I have. I have a tent. I have uh, a grate to put over a fire. I have a big-ass cooler. I have some plates, some cups, and some bowls. And I have, uh, a, a, like, a canopy to put up, you know, like to sit under. So I never did officially get this. Is this a mm-hmm. campground or is it like an open park? All right. So I'll, I'll get to that because I wasn't sure at the time either. Okay. Okay. And I didn't really know what was going to be involved. I had seen a map, a quote unquote map, which was like a cartoon map. Like here's, here's showers. So I was under the impression there were showers. Right. Here's where stage is going to be. Here's free parking, blah, 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 blah. But mind you, it's a drawing. It's a fucking drawing of the place. You don't really get a feel for it. And there's not really a whole lot about it online because it's, it's a t- backwoods, obscure ass place. <laughs> so we get together and, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, let's get our stuff together and we go. So Chris arrives. I put the little bit of cool stuff that I need in his cooler, which is basically packed to the brim. And, you know, he, he told me, Hey, we probably won't need that big cooler that you have because, I got a little cooler and I don't have a lot of stuff that goes in the cooler. And that was kind of a red flag to me already. Now, what I didn't know at the time, but I've since learned, is Chris is like the more go out in the woods and rough it with canned goods. Not a lot of stuff being brought. Now, I come from when I was a kid and we went camping, the cooler was the most important part of the camping trip because all your food was in there, all your drinks were in there, you got to have water, you got to have sodas, you got to have burgers, right, and, right. and blah, 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 blah. Chris doesn't believe in this. Chris apparently believes in canned goods and like three different pieces of food items in, in this cooler. So he's got a little tiny ass cooler, right? I'm, I'm baffled. Mm-hmm. Why the canned goods? Like what type of canned goods would you bring? Like, <sighs> Well, were you making like, a, what, what, explain. We'll, we'll get to food. Okay. This will all come out. This will all come out. But, but there wasn't, I suppose it's not important. I was just mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. So we take the drive, right? And it's like a six and a half hour drive all the way down to from basically Chicago where we're at all the way down to the, the fucking penis tip of Illinois. It's literally the penis where the, tip. It's, it's of Illinois. where the sidewalk fucking ends. Okay. okay. We go to where the sidewalk ends and in all the information that I had received, it was just like, come on down. It's in cave in rock, Illinois. And I don't know what to expect. I've never been to cave in rock. It's called cave in rock. That's the town that, that houses this event. Do they have a lot of cave ins? No, to get into a little bit of the history of cave in rock, cave in rock way back in the 1800s was a haven for 
criminals and bank robbers and people that uh, were wanted by the authorities. And they went out to this cave and hid in this cave and a town sprung up around it. And apparently the population never changed because there's only 350 fucking people. And the town <laughs> literally consists of a road, right? It was, we, we arrived at Cave in Rock, Illinois, and it was about 6.30 in the morning, right? The sun was yep. cresting over the horizon. It was overcast and gray. And we're, we go to Cave in Rock State Park because we are under the assumption, where the fuck else could this place be? So we drive all the way down to the road ends. It's Route 1. Route 1 ends at the river. That's where you drive up, you get on a ferry, and they ferry your ass across the river to fucking Tennessee or whatever it is, right? So we're like, okay, let's follow the road. Okay, Cave and Rock State Park is this way. We follow that around. We drive around, and we're looking for, like, a sign. We're looking for something, any indication of where this place might be. Right. If you've ever been to a big festival... Generally, there comes a point where you're driving down an old country bumpkin road and boom, you hit smack dab into the back of a line of people waiting to get into this place. This was not the case. This did not happen. So we're driving up and down trying to figure out where to go. And we drive back into Cave and Rock and sitting on a stoop on one of the buildings, one of the nondescript white buildings, there's an old hillbilly <laughs> for, for lack of a better term there's an old fella sitting on the stoop at 6 30 in the morning and we're like excuse me there's supposed to be a music festival around here do you know where it's at and in like the thickest southern accent he gives us the most detailed instructions you're gonna get down back onto the road here you're gonna want to take this road down and you're gonna see a big old sign that says hog rock you're gonna take it right you're gonna follow that down follow the blacktop Follow that around and around and around, and then eventually you're going to get to Hog Rock, and that's where your festival is. Hog Rock. So we find out, okay, we drive back like two miles. We find the big-ass sign that says Hog Rock, turn right. We turn right. We follow the fucking trail down. It winds back even further into the backwoods, just uh, like further than I'm like, where the fuck are we going, right? And we're waiting for signs. It's probably about three miles before we actually start to see them. There comes a point where the road basically stops and you can go left or right, but you can't go straight. And there's this old yellow, you know, dual arrow sign and it's all graffitied. And then there's like a sign for hog rock. And then there's a sign that says FTA and it, it's an arrow that points to the right. right. So we, we find the signs cool and we're still waiting for that fateful moment because now it's a little bit after seven. It's about seven fifteen. We're still waiting to hit that line of people arriving for the show because I still have this expectation that it's like a big rush, a Lollapalooza or, uh, you know, uh, like a, or at least like a Metallica sized concert, you know? Yeah. And and I don't know why I had this expectation in my head. We don't ever find that. We roll up and there's the there's a trailer, right? There's a gate. There's a trailer and there's a couple of cars parked off to the side and they usher us off to the side. <laughs> Right. It's 730 in the morning. There's fucking three cars and there is no rush. It is exactly how you would predict people would be at 730 in the fucking morning. <laughs> but like if they were going to a construction site, you know, it's like right. fucking nothing. So we get out. 
you know, fill out our disclaimer or our, our waiver form because anybody that came in had to have a waiver form. Now, we were warned before we came that there were certain things we couldn't have. We couldn't have glass bottles. We couldn't, you know, this, that, or the other. We couldn't have weapons. So we're under the impression there's going to be security because it's a show. There's going to be people going through our stuff, you know, making sure we don't have any of the underlined things we're not allowed to have. Right. There was fucking nothing. There was a dude in a motherfucking trailer and there was a like a woman in her 50s that was just kind of standing around in a fucking fluorescent vest. And there was like six or seven metalheads just sort of loosely congregated, having vague conversations. And so I go up and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm supposed to have a guest pass. Um, you know, my name's Nathan and um, I'm from the Edge on Air. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that like. Pete, uh, what was his name? Ferrari guy or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, talking to you uh, over email. He didn't have a list. He didn't have like a like a binder with people who, you know, were supposed to. He was just going off a of memory. <laughs> this dude just went straight off a of memory. Wow. Right. And and I'm like, you know, cool. I don't I don't fault the guy. It's a it's clearly not the overwhelming, enormous type of thing that I was thinking it was going to be. It seems to be a little bit more seat of your pants. This is the first year they're ever doing it. But this is the guy I literally emailed that didn't email me back. In like three weeks, right? Right. Nothing. The, the, nothing. But, but here is the man come face to face. And he's an older guy, but seems likable enough. And seems, a little alarming because he remembered your email. Right, right. He, he remembered. Which right. means he, how many other people could there possibly right, have been. Right, right. Not, not a lot of other people. Right. So... I'm like, okay. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I didn't know if I needed this extra ticket or not. So I just gave him both the tickets. And he was like, all right, here's your pass. Here's your sticker. Uh, you know, go, goes with your pass. So we got parking for free. So I'm assuming my entry should have been for free. Right. But I just gave him both of the tickets. I was like, what the fuck ever. Right. And they give us two wristbands, a red one. And they give us a multicolored one to prove that we're old enough to drink. This would enter into the equation never because no one ever gave a fuck or asked. Right. So we go in and there's no instructions on like where to go. You know, like normally when you go to like a camp out festival or any kind of festival. You can park to the west. Right. Or the, the you know, you at least have somebody waving you, directing you, whatever. It was literally drive to the left and figure it the fuck out. Like to the point where like we were confused. We literally got out of the car and we just had to ask somebody who was kind of standing around. Like, hey, is there a place we're supposed to go? And they were like, ah, whatever. And I'm looking at this place with the expectation that it's a campsite, right? right. And most of the time, campsites, they have plots. Right. You'll have, like, your plot number 205. There's a stake over there. There's a bed where you can make fire. And there's a spigot for water. Sometimes there's not a spigot for water. Sometimes there's not a fucking place to put fire, but at least there's a designated, like, this is your plot. There is something to right. note space. There is nothing here like that. There's like a big ass white, like awning, like kind of indoor, outdoor bar type of thing with some, you know, camping or not camping, but like, uh, you know, fucking picnic tables and shit under it. And the rest is just... There's a line of trees and people seem to have just parked sort of sporadically and put up their shit, right? Yep. Now, when we were back at the ticket booth, there were some people, there was one car behind us, right? 
And, you know, they seemed like nice enough folk, whatever. We go, we drive, you know, basically as far in to, to this area as we can. You know, we, we first we park to try to like, we're, we're just going to park here. This seems like a good spot under some trees. No big deal. And it's like probably, you know, 20 yards away from the nearest other camper. Okay. We get out and this dude, no shirt. Mind you, it's 7.30 in the morning. No shirt. Fucking doing whatever. Got a fire going. And he's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh, well, we're, we're trying to save these spots for other people. What? We're like, okay, like whatever. All right. So we find out later that this this little area that we drive up, like probably about 100 yards away from, becomes, it's all bands. Okay. They're all bands and they congregate together and create this little weird fucking community. But nonetheless, we go, we find the spot that Chris decides is the best spot. Now, mind you, I'm tits on a bull at this point. I don't know fuck all about where to pitch a tent. I don't know what's a good spot. I don't know what's a bad spot. Fucking find dry ground and pitch a fucking tent. That's my opinion. <laughs> but he's like, all right, well, this is good because it's kind of like by the trees and da 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 So we get out and Chris has his eight-man tent. And, and there's how many of you? There was two of us. Okay. Okay. There's He has an eight giant eight-man tent. And he, had ex- he had an expectation of possibly some action. I don't know what I don't know what his expectation you was. You know, like if a bear attacked, you had plenty of room to move in the tent to get out yeah. without collapsing the tent. He just wanted to really, really make sure our dicks never touched. Well, absolutely. So not we happening. needed fucking twenty five feet between the two of us. <laughs> so whatever, we get the fucking tent out, and you know, he gets he goes to work. Now, I'm tired because I've been up since fucking noon. I, you know, I had a class that day i had a radio show that day whatever by this time i'm functional but i'm pretty dozy drowsy sun's coming up shit's starting to fucking hit me and it's overcast and it's wet and it's like eh, 60 degrees 65 tops okay? okay we put the tent up we put up the awning he pulls out this little card table thing that he's got a little like fold in half card table and He's like, all right, I'm going to make some coffee. So he pulls out his, he pulls out this uh, um, gas-powered stove. It's like a two-burner uh, two gas-powered stove, and he's putting that together. Pretty and It is, uh, although perhaps a tiny bit unnecessary. I just want to say that. Um, we'll, we'll go on further with right. that later. But... We make some, you know, he makes this coffee with this weird fresh French press thing. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I, oh, okay, whatever. So we get some coffee. And then our neighbors who were actually behind us at the gate, they came over and they're like, hey, you know, we've got some creamer. Do you want some creamer? Do you want some sugar? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. These people are really nice. So, you know, they're, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love some creamer and some sugar. I hate fucking drinking coffee black. And to say coffee would be a little bit of an exaggeration because it was kind of coffee flavored water. It wasn't really coffee. Okay. And again, this is me being nitpicky, you know, whatever we had, what we had, I, I can't bitch or complain about it, you know? <laughs> so it's about, I would say after everything's said and done by this time, it's about eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. Right. And I'm fucking toasted. I'm done. My brain is shutting the fuck down. I got nothing good to say, nothing intelligent to add to any conversation. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to get some sleep. Now, the plan was I'll go in, 
It's like nine o'clock. I'll get some sleep till probably maybe two or three o'clock and you get like six decent hours of sleep and then I'll get up and we'll go fucking walk around and, you know, let this party get started. Okay. So I go in the tent, I lay down and I have a sleeping bag that was basically a $15 sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) And this is not a comfortable sleeping bag. This is not an especially cushiony sleeping bag. And, uh, you know, I'm laying on it because it's like 65 degrees out, but I'm sweating my balls off because <laughs> it's it's humid, but it's cold, but I'm I'm sweating, right? And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to try to get some sleep. And it's like sleeping on fucking just brutally hard fucking ground. There's no way I can get comfortable. Not on either side. I sleep on my side. It's like laying there like more than three or four minutes and it feels like fucking I've been punched. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's like, all up my ribs, all up my fucking thighs, and they they still hurt till today. So I lay there, and I, I probably laid there for like an hour, hour and a half before I finally maybe dozed off into unconsciousness for no more than a half an hour, maybe up to 45 minutes. And then once the sun came out, it went from cool and humid to hot and humid. So it jumped up to about 84 (laughs) degrees. So now the fucking tent is radiating heat. And now I wake up and I'm like, there's no fucking chance of me sleeping. Okay. My feet are already wet, stinky, fucking gross. And so I just changed my clothes. And a part of the other reason why I was woken up was because I can hear Chris, who hasn't chosen to make any action towards sleep at all. He's just engaged in conversation with the people that are next to us, our neighbors and this girl that's with them. And I say girl, I mean like woman, cause she, I don't know how old she was, but I'm going to guess she was over 40 random person. So these three people, it's apparently two guys from two different locations. This is all I know about them. Two guys okay. from two different locations and her, she's from California. She's from, uh, the beach. That's that's what I know. She's from like San Jose or something. She's she's from the beach and she flew all the way out to Chicago where these two guys from different locations got together, picked her up. They never told you where they're from, just different locations. Well, one of the guys was from Chicago, I think. And the other guy was from Wisconsin. Okay, so there I my assumption is at some point, the three of them must have lived or been friends within close proximity of one another. And they all kind of moved their separate ways. But there was information I just wasn't privy to and didn't bother to ask. <laughs> but at this point, uh, there's, there's three of them. And it reminded me of that movie that we watched, the fucking Memorial Day Massacre, right. where, you, where you have two different guys and, and a girl, and neither of those guys are fucking that girl. And the ridiculous size tent. Right. And uh, <laughs> so I can hear her like engaging Chris in conversation, and it seems like sh- it's mostly the girl. The two guys are kind of like just doing their thing. And she seems to be like mildly like accusatory, like kind of a little like, like grilling Chris. Right. And I don't know what, what? I don't, I don't I, like I, I, what I heard was what bands did you come to see? And Chris was like, I don't know any of the bands because Chris didn't know the, any of the bands. Chris was Chris came for the camping and stayed for the music. I went for the music, didn't give a fuck about the camping, but got stuck there anyways. And 
so Chris is like, oh, I like metal, but I, I'm not really into this type of metal. And then they were like asking him about books and and all this other shit. And I didn't really know like what the conversation was. Now, I didn't know that when I was actually asleep for the 45 minutes to an hour or whatever it was that I was asleep, that Chris basically volunteered all of this information as to why we were there, that I work for a radio station that I'm here to like cover <laughs> the show. I'm here like in a press capacity. And so when I get out of the tent and I'm like, fuck it, I can't sleep. So I'll just be up now. The conversation immediately leaves Chris goes and, right and goes you. right to me and Chris fucking fat kid in dodgeball. He's out like he's fucking <laughs> grease lightning. He's, he's fucking done. Right. <laughs> And so this girl starts talking about how like clear channel owns the entire atmosphere of the planet and that there's this vast conspiracy as to why metal isn't like played on the radio out of here, man. And, and it has, and she, she keeps saying, and it has something to do with aliens. I don't know what, but it's got something to do with aliens. Oh, okay. And you know, at first I'm like, she's clearly joking. She has to be just joking, but she continues to impress upon me that somehow aliens are involved. And so we get into this, like, do you I'm believe locked... aliens name? No, I don't believe, I believe that there are alien life forms somewhere far the fuck away that we have not seen. No one is visiting us or compelling us beyond our capacity. I do not believe that's the case. Okay. So whatever she's like, Oh, well, you know, clear channel this and clear channel that. And I've been in, and she's telling me about how she's been in like these clear channel, uh, boardrooms and she's she's brought all these and every every excuse that everybody has about why metal shouldn't be on the she radio. She was defending insane theories by quoting the internet you, on forums with other people of like mindedness. Uh, she didn't really mention the internet. I'm not quite sure she understands the internet. But how, how was she on a forum? If no, she didn't no, understand. no, she was in a boardroom. Oh, she, a boardroom. Yeah, not on a forum. She was saying that she's been in she's been in boardrooms in Clear Channel boardrooms. And I was like, I highly doubt that the major mm. conglomerate that owns like a third of all the radio stations is just kind of letting you in the boardroom to sit at meetings with fucking shareholders. I highly doubt that. Maybe, maybe she was trying to make a connection, man. No, what she was is trying it, to impossible? do, I'll, I'll get to what she was <laughs> trying right. to do. So basically she was like shitting on me because I want to work in the radio industry and that it's, it's somehow it's my responsibility that metal is not on the radio and I should do something about it. And she's like, you know, there's every reason why people say metal isn't played on the radio. You know, I could find a hundred reasons why that's wrong. And I'm like, well, allow me to tell you why metal isn't a mainstream radio choice and why the major radio companies, why the major media companies are not spending money on metal. It's because it's not profitable. It's because radio is literally the purpose is to sell advertisement. The fact that you get music, that's a side effect to keep you listening. But radio is literally in existence to make money. And if you have something like Coke or you have a company like, you know, Nike, you want them to associate their product with what you're putting out, with the content that you're putting out. And I was like, where are you at? 
And she was like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look at the bands that are playing on this ticket, right? You have bands with names like Coat Hanger Abortion. You have bands with names like Napalm Death, et cetera, et cetera. Now, whatever you think about that or how palatable you think that is, what would make you think that a company like Nike or like fucking Foot Locker or etc. Name your giant mega corporation. Name any corporation that's bigger than a mom and pop place. Why would you think that they would want to associate their product with that? Well, no, it's it's a you know there's plenty of little da 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 da. And I was like, okay, I can't have a conversation with you because you're a fucking crazy person. And you know, basically this this conversation continues, and I didn't say any of that to her about her being a crazy person. Oh, you did now. No, no, no I didn't. Because I, I, I like You did now. That's right. I did now. You're a fucking crazy person. She's So <laughs> this this conversation continues. And every time I try to make a point, I'm kind of being interrupted. And I'm kind of being interrupted with nonsense. And you know me personally, and for those of you that don't, I can't fucking stand that. But the whole time I'm thinking in my head, okay, you're going to be here for three days. These people are going to be next to you for three days. Let's not start the day off with pissing off the crazy girl and shitting on her. Just let her talk. Eventually, she'll wear herself out. So this conversation continues, right? Yep. Continues on for, I would say, a good hour and a half. And where it ends up, because trying to follow her, number one, is an act of fucking futility. It's like that saying that I have. It's like chasing kittens. It was literally like fucking herding kittens. Trying to Every time she would start to make a point, she'd go off in the left field. She'd shoot back up to the top, drop down to the bottom, go to the left, go to the right. Her, like Talking to her was like listening to someone speak in stream of consciousness. There was no directive. There was no point. You Every, couldn't follow. Right. Just, I, I, I can't follow. And no what I could sense. follow... Every time I would try to make a point, she would talk over me and start something new. And uh, the other thing, too, about this girl, um, I found out uh, almost immediately about her, was she kept talking about how she got hit by a truck. <laughs> and so, uh, again, I was like space cadet coming out of the tent, and I heard that she got hit by a bus. I don't know if, like, Chris was like, yeah, you got hit by a bus <laughs> or what, but... Uh, I'm like, you know, what do you mean you got hit by a, a truck? Like, how did you get hit by a truck? Right. Was she, like, disfigured or anything? Like, was no. there anything? So anything? she tells me this story about how she was on, a mo on her motorcycle, and she got hit by a truck. The truck hit her motorcycle, and she was in the hospital for, like, a year, okay? Okay. And so it totally fucked up all her organs and fucked up her, her brain, uh, you know, like, physio physiologically, and, and, you know, she had all these, these issues. And so automatically I was like, oh, this is why you're so weird and so goofy. And then as soon as I had that thought, it was like she heard it. And she was like, but I was totally like this before I got hit by the truck. So I'm like, okay, so you're just fucking weird to begin with. But the okay. reason why I bring up the fact that she was hit by the truck was because then she goes on to tell me she got hit by a truck and she can't get drunk anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? And she's like, yeah, ever since I got hit by this truck, like I can drink and drink and drink, but I don't get drunk. And she was talking about how she had this bag and this bag, I guess, was connected to her her liver. Okay. And anytime that she would drink, like it would just gush, you know, stuff out of it, you know, like as if somehow her body was processing alcohol faster than normal. And I'm like, well, your what? liver doesn't really have anything to do with you getting drunk. 
it has to do with processing the alcohol out of your body. I was like, you don't get drunk from your liver. You drink alcohol, it absorbs into your bloodstream, and then as it absorbs into your bloodstream, it then gets processed out of your body by your liver. And she was like, well, I don't know, but I don't get drunk anymore. And I was like, maybe you just don't feel it. (laughs) I was like, maybe your brain just doesn't make that connection anymore. I was like, most likely you still get drunk. You just don't know you're getting drunk. Maybe she's actually was hit by a truck filled of liquid pin particles. <laughs> liquid pin particles. And that's and that's what occurred. I mean, I'm just thinking that'd be something that granted her her superpower of uselessness. Yeah. So she she doesn't get drunk, right? Right. But, like a bummer at a party. Right. She doesn't get drunk, but she's slamming alcohol. <laughs> So she there she has all these little bottles, right? They're all like about six inch tall little plastic bottles. And they're like carry-on bottles that you'd put like shampoo or something in for going on an airplane. Like, yeah, like you, I was going to say, like you would get on a plane. Right, and they're all filled with various dark colored liquids. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is she drinking? Because I'm like, at this point, if you don't get drunk, why would you drink alcohol? What would be the point of that? Right. So absolutely. I'm like, what sort of weird concoctions is she carrying around with her? And it isn't until later that day I find out that it's like rum and and amaretto and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm just trying wait, to like wrap minute. my brain. So she raided a discount liquor bin. I yeah, I at, guess at a so. big liquor chain so. and just got the dollar bottles. Right, because because you know you're not supposed to you're not supposed to bring in glass bottles into the into the place. So yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, totally strange person, totally odd kind of, you know, and and like I said, by her own admission, she has no inner monologue. And and I've said that about a lot of people like, oh, they don't have an inner monologue. They just say whatever's on their mind. Listening to this woman talk was literally like listening to the inside of a person's head. So it was it was difficult. It was difficult (laughs) to deal with that because. When she wasn't at the tent, she was off listening to a, a band or doing whatever the fuck she was doing. It was like peace would come over. But when she was there, it was literally like a mile a minute, just nonstop talking about nonsense. Nothing in particular, just craziness. Just like, not shutting like, up. Like she would quote Fight Club and then tell you it was Fight Club and then like quote Fight Club again and then tell you again it was Fight Club. Like it was just like a weird... I don't know, but man, the, I'm telling you, <laughs> I really feel this chick was into you. No, I no. really do. I think she took she took a look at you and said, "Yeah, okay, he probably likes a couple of these things." I mean, think about it. No, death metal. You both share passion for it. She's allegedly into marketing. You definitely are into that. You know, doing the radio gig. She is super into Fight Club. Starts quoting Fight Club. You, you ever been around you you may not have experienced this but everybody once or twice in their life has been around somebody that off the bat they're into and they're really hyper and really talkative like if they could they would dump all that they are right into this person's head so they could see just how amazing they are you know what i mean it's like she was trying to wow you but unfortunately she only had one brain cell and and the only person she was wowing was chris <laughs> now the other the other thing that i want to mention i think it bears note uh, only because it was very strange to me. Um, this was the location, and I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but this was the previous, the former location of the gathering of the Juggalos 
from 2005, I believe, until 2013, this was the location of the vaunted gathering of the Juggalos every year. Okay, to to preface this, the Insane Clown Posse is a clown band of rappers, entertainers, and the followers of this band group are called Juggalos, and they're known to dress up in ostentatious uh, outfits and clown-style makeup. And a lot of underground rappers come out of... Right. They they would have a festival every year, and you'd have like different rap acts that would come out. You, sometimes you'd have metal acts, comedians. Um, it's become kind of like a cultural, like an underground cultural thing. Right. And apparently, in 2013, and, and this is the only information I can find that explains why the, the people, the property owners, basically gave them the boot... Supposedly in 2013, there was a kid that overdosed and died in his tent, and nobody knew he was dead for like 12 hours. <laughs> so apparently, like there, th- like there was a big thing with like open air drug purchasing, and it was just it it was the people that were there were destructive. They didn't really respect the property. They weren't very clean. They were apt to you know graffiti and you know just generally be disrespectful to the property and the location. So all these things combined, they got the boot. The weird thing about it, though, was when we were going to this location and while we were there sort of looking around, there are a lot of odd remnants of the juggalos that came before. Like <laughs> when you're going out into, a, into a, the jungle and you're trying to find the pyramids of the, the lost Aztec people, you find little signs, little remnants um, there was a lot of weird graffiti left on street signs and garbage cans. There was little hatchet men faded, spray painted on trees. There was a gray garage that had this sign that said like juggalo, f- f- you know, something, something. And it was like the whole side of this fucking garage wow. was spray painted with this shit. And, but like it's slightly faded cause it's a couple of years old. And then in the middle where they have the main stage, there was the remnants of a Ferris wheel with no cars. And these cages that sat in the middle of the, of the field were like, they'd have like cage dancers go in and dance during the music, you know, while the music is playing and shit. And you could tell like these, like the insane clown posse, like that whole, you know, whatever they brought that shit there and then just left it. A literal Ferris wheel. Right. A literal Ferris wheel, you know, probably 15 feet high no cars and i i would say that this this piece of equipment was probably like 40 or 50 years old so it was like an old you know probably wasn't even there for function it was probably there more for decoration because the insane clown posse have like this you know dark carnival theme so but you could tell they brought it there and they just left it (laughs) (laughs) and the property owner's like i have no way of getting rid of a fucking ferris wheel so and there it shall sit (laughs) they had no way to remove it because they couldn't figure out how the magnets pulled them (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) and uh surprisingly uh you know a decent amount of uh nubile young ladies there i didn't talk to any of them of course because i didn't have my work in it shoes on um that was i was i was actually shocked uh, i'm sorry can you repeat that you didn't have my, your what shoes? i didn't have my working it shoes on working it got working it. it shoes yeah they were wet um so i had to take them off when i first got there um but yeah it, it, there was there was a startling uh, amount of females there um i did not anticipate that 
there and and the other thing that I want to I want to point out too, if you're not into metal, you don't really understand like the underground metal scene. There are two distinct male looks to the underground metal scene. The first one is you're like six feet tall or more, and you're skinny, and you have long hair, usually black or dark, and a beard, and then like a metal jacket, or you're built like a dwarf and you're bald <laughs> and you have a beard and like a metal jacket <laughs> and we're walking around and I was like, well, I guess which one I fit into. <laughs> cause, cause like literally, you know, like I, I, I was, I was saying like for me, like there, I don't, I don't really associate with a scene per se. Like I'm kind of past that and don't really care and not a really ultra sociable person, but you know, I, I wear like my, patch jacket and you know my my fatigue shorts and i was like i am literally wearing the standard issue uniform for this festival it was i literally was like this is bizarre boy do i feel like i fit in so (laughs) yeah just a couple of things i wanted to mention so eventually we get to the point where i just have to like wrangle control of this conversation and she's like you know people that are into metal they should just do it for the love of metal and da, 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 da. and she's trying to impress upon me this point that if you make music or you you try to promote these bands that you should just do it because you love the music and i was like okay um how do these people make a living like what is what is the point of of joining a band well because you really love the music okay that's great why then put out a cd why then do live shows? Well, you know, because, and I'm like, because these people, they want to make a living. They want to be able to do what they're doing full time. So maybe not to get rich and famous, but so that at least they can, their income doesn't have to be supplemented elsewhere. That should be the main goal of, of a band that's playing in the underground. And I was like, now what about the people that follow those? I was like, do you just devote 24 hours a day, seven days a week to promoting these bands? And she was like, yeah, because, you know, I just really love the music. And I was like, well, how do you support yourself? And she was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, bands need people like me who want to make a career covering them. So it's not just about the music. There's a whole communal idea here. If I can't, if I can't make an income doing what I'm doing, why the fuck am I doing it? I'm not going to be able to devote 24-7 to it. I'm only going to be able to devote three or four hours here or there. Right. I can't devote my life to just following my whimsy and, and making no money and living off of the fucking street. And it was like she didn't get that concept that like it is okay to want to be like a rock journalist or to to be like a promotional person. To her, if you try to take money for that, you're somehow taking away from these bands. And I'm like, you're not. (laughs) You're trying to make a career out of what you love. And there is nothing fucking wrong with that. And that's where the conversation just like kind of fizzled out. So thankfully, by that time, I was like, fucking, I'm done. I don't have to fucking hear her anymore. So I go off. Now it's lunchtime. And I'm like, I'm starving. Because if you remember, I haven't eaten since fucking McDonald's the night before. At like midnight. And now here comes the food. And the food consists of giant hunks of cheese and salted meats and crackers. And also, it's important to note, 
We don't have any water. <laughs> we did. We did there between the two of us. No one decided to bring fucking water. This is a disaster. So now I'm eating salty meat. That's like it's like uh, hard salami and capricola, and I'm eating like salty cheese and salty flat crackers. You're okay if you guzzled it down with like a six pack of beer, right? But I'm not drinking because I'm already dehydrated because <laughs> I haven't had any water since 350 miles. When you're hours drunk, ago. it won't matter, right? But I didn't. I didn't drink. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I had a half a beer the whole time I was there. Chris, on the other hand, eh. Enjoying the libations. You know, more power to you. You brought your beer. You brought your wine. So, great for you. So, uh, we don't have any fucking water. And I'm like, kind of like, hey, Chris, we really need to find a place to go to get some shit that we don't have. Because we don't have water. We don't have any other beverages besides fucking beer. We don't have a lot of bare necessities. And I'm like, this is not working for me. Like, we need to fucking find some of this shit somewhere. We we need ice because the ice is already melted. But only one bag of ice was brought. And I'm like, you have steaks, you have bacon, you have eggs. We need water. Let's go find a place. And also, I want to get the fuck away from the crazy lady who I'm stuck next to who won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we get in the car. And I had, in my sort of brain-dead haze had overheard our neighbors talking that they went to a Walmart that's in Elizabethtown. And Elizabethtown is like 12 miles away. This is what I thought they said. I find out later, I'm fucking wrong. So we get out of the campsite, we take a right. We go back towards Chicago, okay? And I'm like, I know Elizabethtown is down this way somewhere. It's I remember seeing the sign. It's got to be just up the road, just up the road. Now Chris is driving, and I find out he this little tick. Slept. Great. Chris hasn't slept. And I find out this little tick that Chris has when he gets tired. When Chris is not tired, he drives with one hand and he's very casual. When Chris gets tired, he white knuckles the motherfucking steering wheel and is like just uh, like <laughs> eyeball in the fucking road. Right. And he's dozing off. And I'm like, hey, Chris, do you want me to drive? Like, I have a license. I, I can sense you're falling asleep. So. We don't have GPS, Right. We're, we don't have anything. There's no cell phone signal there fucking at all. Not, not a fucking dot. Wow. We're, we're, there's no roaming. It's nothing. We have nothing. So we drive north down Route 1 for like 40 minutes. And we never see fucking Elizabethtown. And the whole time I'm trying to get like some signal so I could figure out where the fuck we're going. Where's the GPS? Right. So finally we pull over and Chris is like fucking basically he's toast. He's done. So I'm like, move the fuck over. Chinese fire drill this thing. Finally, I get service enough for my GPS to pick up my location. And I'm like, where the fuck is Elizabethtown? And it's like 40 miles back that way. And I'm like, motherfucker. So we drive all the way the fuck out to nowhere. We have to drive all the way the fuck back. We find the sign for Elizabethtown. We follow that down. It's like another 12 miles to get to Elizabethtown. <laughs> and we drive through what I guess passes for Elizabethtown. And it's basically one street. And there's a bunch of like bombed out, depleted fucking buildings. And we pass a gas station slash restaurant 
that has two gas pumps. And I'm like, no, I'm sure they said that there was a Walmart in Elizabethtown. So we drive a little bit further. I'm like, I'm going to drive for like maybe 10 more minutes and see what's past it. That There's, Walmart would explain the bombed out town. There is fucking nothing. <laughs> I, there is nothing. So we, we were like, fuck it. We turn around, we go back, we go to the fucking gas station. I get <coughs> some water. I get a foam cooler, get some ice, some other shit, just some basic fucking necessities. And the people in there are super fucking nice. And everybody's like, ah, da, 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 welcome, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is there a Walmart around here? And she, the lady that's in there is like, nah, there's like a dollar store about four miles down. And they got some other stuff. So that if you want to get other stuff, that, that's where you'd want to go. And I'm like, I'm not driving. If you want to get other stuff. Right. If you want to get other stuff. Because this wasn't like a general store. This was like a speedway. Right. Okay. This was like a fucking basic gas station. They had some coffee. They had some soda. They had some shit in the fucking coolers. They had some aspirin. They had some seasoning salts. They had fucking a can of this and a can of that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't shit. So I'm like, whatever. I get the stuff that I, I feel that we need. And we go back to the camp and I'm down in fucking water and I buy a fucking one of those uh, Mountain Dew, what you call it. Kickstarters. Yep. And it's like literally the best Kickstarter I've ever had in my life. It was like drinking fucking God's jism. It was fucking fantastic. It was ice cold. It was fucking sweet. It was fucking full of caffeine. It was delicious. It was the best one I've ever had. Okay. Drinking it was, God's it was, it was, it was jism. It was as if. The sweat that pooled around God's balls dripped into a can, icy cold, and I drank that, and that's how it felt. Okay, little little hyperbole, but that's that's it was that good. We get back to the camp, and I'm like, "All right, now what do we do?" Because because here's the other thing, we don't even have any seats. We have nothing to fucking sit on. There is a small cooler that Chris has. And so that's basically the only thing that we have to sit on is a small ass cooler. And I'm, I'm fading. My brain's not functioning. I'm sweating. And Chris is like, I'm going to go take a motherfucking nap. And I'm like, you do that because you haven't yet. So Chris goes into the tent and now I'm kind of just like there at the campsite, like nothing to do, no one to talk to. Nothing to see. And I'm like, I got to go take a piss. Wasn't so I, there music or something going on while this was so, happening? So I guess the first band wasn't supposed to start until like 4.30 or something like that. But at this point, wow. at this point, like, so the, the gates were supposed to open at 7. The first band were supposed to go on at like 4.30. So there's kind of some music going on in the background. And now there's three stages. Now, me, I haven't fucking ventured... 10 feet away from the camp at all because I'm fucking tired. I'm exhausted. I just don't, I'm, I'm antisocial as fuck. And you know me because I've lived with you for so fucking long when I'm tired, I'm cranky. Anyways, I'm the fucking worst to be around to defend this. You quoted, I will never fucking go camping because <laughs> going camping is like practicing being homeless. Yes. So I wasn't, I wasn't super, excited about the prospect of going camping but i was like eh, i can get over it i can get used to it i'm a big boy i can i can figure this out but i've had no sleep i've had no real nourishment <laughs> i've had very little water i have nowhere to sit i have nothing to do i'm basically by myself so i'm like you know what i'm gonna go take a piss 
I have solaced it. I'm going to go to this big white outhouse box and go take a piss. <laughs> and it, it was just, I don't know. It was like the one thing that I was like, I, I was going to take a piss. So I go, I go to this fucking outhouse. And of course, it smells like an elephant's asshole in there. It's a permanent fucking outhouse. And I get in there and I unbuckle my belt. And there are thumb-sized wasps just kind of chilling out in this fucking outhouse. Just, and not like little baby wa- wa- thumbs, my thumb-sized fucking Holy wasps. Holy shit. Dark black wasps. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have to pee that bad. So, and there's no lock on the door, by the way. The, the lock is, there's a string tied to it, and you hold on to the string. So if somebody comes and pulls the door, you got a hold of the string. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to hold it. So I leave there. I go back to the tent, and I'm like, I'll try to sleep. That, that's that's a thing to do, right? I'll just try to sleep. So you didn't piss. No, no, I didn't piss. I didn't even piss. And by the way, I haven't shit yet either. Okay? Look, look you, there's just two things you just mentioned that I have never been able to do. <laughs> and it's psychotic to me that you tried to sleep <laughs> when you hadn't got them done. Right. <laughs> I, I, as soon as we got like to this campsite... And I started like drinking this coffee because this coffee came from like the well, right? The water came from the well. So as soon as I like ingested this, I don't know what it is. I don't know if my body's become so accustomed to this area. But as soon as I ingested this coffee, I felt like just everything in my bowels just turned into rocks. There was no movement. There was no function. I knew right away I'm fucking constipated. I kind of had to shit, but I kind of couldn't shit. Right. And then I couldn't find a comfortable place to even like sit down and go through the motions of like letting my body figure it the fuck out because all I had was wooden box with a toilet lid nailed to it in a fucking white shed full of wasps. So I was like, fuck that. I don't, I'm not going to pee. I'm not going to poop. I'm just going to go try to sleep. (laughs) So again, I go and spend an hour and a half beating the fuck out of my hips of and ribs. Right. I can't sleep. Okay. I can't. I close my eyes and there's pain. I flip over. There's more pain. You know, they torture people by not letting them use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and then they try to go to sleep. Right. But they can't because they got to use the bathroom. Right. So I'm just like, wow. you know, you know, we'll just get through this couple of hours, whatever. Just fucking just. I'm just going to play dead. Just going to play dead. Maybe I'll fall asleep. I don't fall asleep. Okay. At some point, Chris wakes up. And he's like, ah, well, I guess it's dinner time. And I'm like, fucking at least there's food. Let's just have some food. And he's like, ah, well, well, I got these steaks. I'll throw these on. Now, we didn't bring a grill, okay? And we didn't have a campfire, okay? Uh, What we had was Chris used his little hoe, and I don't mean a person, but I mean like a little shovely hand shovel thing to clear off grass and moss to like a place where there was dirt, so we could build a fire. And I was like, well, at least there's going to be a campfire, right? At least we're going to burn some logs. There's going to be hot, you know, sit by this campfire. That at least like fucking, I don't know, that instinctual primal thing. At least there's a campfire. No, there's not a campfire. What there is, is there's a log and some sticks and we make a little fire so that we can cook our steaks over the grate that I brought because we didn't bring a grill. Okay. And the grate that I brought is a grate that goes over to fire. That's it's fucking straight up. That's what it is. And he throws the steaks on after we spend like 45 minutes trying to get this little ass fire started. We eventually need to cheat and use fucking lighter fluid that I thought I brought but did not because I'm dumb and forgot it here. Our neighbors were kind enough to go, hey, here, have some of our fucking grill starter fluid. So we finally get that little fire started. So wait a minute, started. wait a minute. Did those three have it going on? 
What? Did they bring all the right stuff? Are they like making hot dogs and so the whole things? time they're kind of like, you know, like oh man, you're so prepared because Chris brought all this very, I don't want to say yuppie, but that's what I mean, kind of stuff, stuff that was really cool to have, but stuff we could have done without, and didn't bring the stuff that I think we really needed, and couldn't really do without. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have a flipper. We didn't have a spatula or okay. tongs <laughs> to flip the meat. We didn't have anything metal in the silverware department. Oh, so man. we're like cooking with plastic silverware, right? But he's got bags of instant mashed potatoes and he's got a box of couscous and he's got packages of ramen and he's got cans of uh, cans of green beans and cans of pork and beans and and one thing of fresh steaks that, by the way, we can't flip because we don't have tongs, we don't have a spatula, we don't have anything metal. The one thing that Chris does have is he has this wrought iron piece of metal that's used for lifting lids off of like a, a fucking cast iron pot, right? Okay. Which Which I brought a cast iron Dutch oven, and when we went to go use the cast iron Dutch oven, this particular handle lifter, lid lifter thing didn't even fit it. So that was fucking moot. But Chris, to his credit, is trying to cook these steaks over the open fire. And uh, Chris does not come from the school of knowing how to cook a steak properly, at least not over open flame. So he cooks the steak and he's like stabbing the meat <laughs> with this lid to flip it. And he cooks the pork and meat, throws, you know, I'm like, just give me the fucking pot, give me the fucking beans. And like, I just open a can, throw it in the fucking pot, and I throw it on the fire. And I'm like, well, I, I can at least cook some fucking beans. So he's like, oh, go ahead and flip those steaks every once in a while. I'll be back. And I think he went to go get water or something, right? Like went to go fill right. the, the, cause he brought, he brought a, uh, a solar powered shower. Okay. And I don't even know what this looks like. All right. So I will tell you what a solar powered shower looks like. A solar powered shower is a contraption that consists of a five gallon, like flimsy plastic, bucket like it's like a, almost like a bag but it's like a it's it's hard enough rubber to contain water and not break all right so it's kind of like made like an inner tube you know what i mean yep and it's got a handle on it and then it's got a rope and you would like tie this contraption to a tree or something like that and then it's got a nozzle that you put on the spigot and basically the general premise is the heat from the sun warms up the water inside this bag because the bag is thin enough to let heat in and then you would get under it and flip it open and it would spray down water on you and it's five gallons and most showers five minute shower that's like five gallons of water so it's 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 a really good contraption if you're in the woods by yourself because where the fuck am i going to put this thing to take a shower because most showers i take are naked and it's not like there's anything for like modesty. There's no sheet to put over or shower curtain or anything like that. And I'm not, I'm sure as fuck not walking and using these fucking nasty ass in the woods fucking showers that only have cold water. Why don't you just put it in the corner of your eight man tent? I mean, you had a living room. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we forgot to bring the retention pond. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So. My idea was, why don't you just go fill that with water so that we can at least wash the dishes? Because Chris was like, we went and got the water, right? And, yeah. and my ass, I have a thing with cleanliness. 
If I eat something, I want it to be clean because I don't want it to attract bugs. If I touch something and it's on my hands, I want to wash my hands because I don't want it to attract bugs or get me sick or get pink eye or get a cold or whatever. If I'm handling raw meat, I want to be able to wash my hands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to disclaim here. I think that anybody that described the whole world. Yeah, right. Okay. Then that's fair. It apparently doesn't describe Chris. So I'm like, hey, why don't you go, instead of me using the water bottles that we just bought to like pour over my head and wash my hands with and like get the fucking dirt off me, why don't we go fill this up so at least we have water. So at least we have disposable water that we can clean with. And he's like, all right, I'll go do that. And, or maybe it was his idea. It doesn't matter. But anyways, he runs off and goes and gets that. And I'm like, ah, well, I got to flip this fucking steak. I don't want to use this weird fucking pole to flip the steak and stab the meat because that's just fucking brutal. You don't stab your steak while you're cooking it, but that's just me. Uh, you a little bougie. A little bit. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fully readily admitting I that. I mean, that's bougie I, as hell. You, you, you camp in and you won't stab a steak to flip it. I, but it's not a sharp object. That's the other thing. You would, <laughs> it's, a, it's a flat, round fucking pole. <laughs> you have to understand. And I just want to just defend that a little bit. Right. It's meat and you cook and it's, it's survival. And, and that's fair. That's fair. I'm not, again, not blaming anybody <laughs> but myself. I take full responsibility for my shitty time. You're doing some wish to kids. But I'm like, you know, I'll just fucking, I can just grab the meat and flip it. You know, it's whatever. It's a little hot, but I'm not going to fucking burn myself, right? <laughs> I think. So the first one, I grab it and I flip it. No big deal. Second one, I grab it. And boy, I must have got a finger full of fucking hot grease because I burned the shit out of my finger. (laughs) And I was like, motherfucker, okay, can't do that. So then I devise a way that instead of stabbing the meat to flip it, I can just kind of hook under the meat and just flip it. And I I, I figure that out. And then I move the steaks because I'm like, at this point, these steaks are already done cooked. Right. They've been on this fucking grill for like a half hour. Holy shit. I'm like, these fucking steaks already done been cooked. So I'm cooking fucking beans or whatever. And is it like seven minutes a turn or something? Dude, like that? it's yeah, it's we're, we're cooking it like the, when the steaks finally got to the plate and were being eaten, they were basically char daddies. They were like hard gray, fully fucking cooked, right? They were cooked <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> And and I'm just like ravenously tearing like I'm not using a fork and a knife because all we have is plastic fucking silverware anyways. It's fuck all. Right. And I'm just point. like tear it up, rub it in the bean juice and eat it. Right. I'm like whatever. So I eat, have a fucking little drink of water and I'm just. I just want to go to the dietary so far. Mm-hmm. So you had McDonald's. Right. I had McDonald's. Which is a nationwide cleanser. Right. Then you followed up no breakfast, nothing for hours. Right. Then you followed up with salty meat sausage. Yep. And cheese. Right. No water. Right. You just ate it. You had half a beer. No, I didn't. I didn't even have the half a okay, beer yet. Okay. Then. Yeah, that wasn't even. Then you drive. Right. Get to a drive 40, like 80 miles basically. Right. To get to a place to buy some drinkable water. You get the drinkable water. You're down it as much as you can because to me, that's your body. Not only thirsty, you got some blockage. Right. Already. And I also bought a little half a gallon of iced tea. And then you turn around and you're like, okay, finally we're eating a meal meal and it's meat mm-hmm. with beans. Right. You're just, it's just pure protein. Yep. And you're stuffing your face with it. Yep. Oh my God. Right. That's. And so. My stomach hurts and I went there. Yep. Yep. And so I've had like, like a little bit of water, a little bit of iced tea for some sugar 
And um, I think at this point, Chris was like, oh, I'm going to go check out a thing. I'm going to go check out the band. Because by now, it's like getting, it's starting to get dark, right? Yep. And the bands are playing. And of course, the goal for me was to go here and then go check out the bands. You're supposed to go do watch some interviews. Them. Right, do some, do some interviews. And rubbing elbows. I, I feel like such absolute dog shit. I don't want to walk anywhere. Oh, and here's the other thing that I forgot to mention. I lost my fucking guest pass already. Lost my guest pass, right? <laughs> Let's rewind a little bit. Do you remember me talking about going into the outhouse? Yeah, absolutely. And unbuckling my belt, yep. but then just leaving? Right. Well, I put my guest pass on my belt. Dude. And I never rebuckled my belt. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so I, it's it's dark, and I'm like, where the fuck is my guest pass? This is like a, a movie. Right. Of the world's worst. I right. mean, it simply is. Right. So I, I walk back to the tent. I'm searching around the Was tent. the woman Bucktooth who was talking to you? No. No. The woman was not Bucktooth at all. She was actually, um, you know, fairly well built. Uh, but... And that, that was the other thing. Like, this is this is where Chris starts, like, mentioning how he's like, well, maybe I'll try to fucking... <laughs> and I'm like, clearly you don't have the caution crazy fucking alarm going on of, off in your head. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want anything to do with this woman on a social level. From what alone... you said, he's dying slowly. <laughs> you both were already one right, foot in the grave. Right. And he was like, we're not making it home. <laughs> so I better pass on my seed. Right. I can't fault the man. Like, right. just right. any port in a storm. So, so at this point... It's getting dark. And he had an eight-man tent. Right. Something had to happen in this tent. So it's getting dark. And Chris is like, I'm going to go check out the bands, I guess. I, I vaguely remember. He left the campground for some reason. I did not want to go because at this point, oh, yeah, he got up. He was like, I'll be back, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to stay here. I was too fucking tired, exhausted, felt like shit, blah, 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 blah. You name it. So it starts getting dark. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Also, Chris had set up this gas-powered lantern. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, you know, whatever. I, a little maybe wasteful or whatnot. But okay, you've got a gas-powered lantern. And it's bright as fuck. And I'm like, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm like, I'll go sit by the fire. There is no fire. It's just embers because we only had one log. I'll go sit by this table. I'll sit by this lantern. Well, I don't want to sit by the lantern because there's bugs fucking everywhere. Right. And we don't have bug spray. We, 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 we have no bug spray. We are in the ass end of the middle of fucking nowhere in the woods. And we have no bug spray. And wow. So finally I was just like, I'm done. I'm just going to try to pass out. Maybe I'll die. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe that will fucking bring me some solace. You haven't pooped. No, I haven't relieved yourself. No, nope. you're on full all around. Right. You're I, backed up. You very well could have passed out and never woke up. I, I, I felt like shit. I smelled like shit. I couldn't shit. It was just <laughs> shitty everywhere you go. Right. So I lay down and again, I go through this fucking act of futility of turning and tossing and turning and tossing. And my eyes are, I have a fucking t-shirt wrapped around my head, right? Just to block out light. Okay. <laughs> Just because I can't keep my eyes closed, I just have a fucking t-shirt wrapped around my head. And I'll I'll like sort of lull into into sleep for 15 or 20 minutes. 
And then, you know, if this were just camping and it was just the crickets chirping and, you know, the hoots a hooting, maybe then I could have just eased into sleep. But no, I'm at a extreme metal festival where <laughs> there is exceptionally loud, grindy, growly fucking music playing and people cheering. And those that aren't over enjoying the bands are at their campsites getting shit faced because I remind you, this is a bring your own beer event, which means bring all the beer and drink it quickly. And so the bands are playing. There's loudness all around. I'm fucking wired for sound. I'm just trying to pass out. Right. And every, every couple of hours or so, my brain will kick back into existence because somebody tripped over here. You know, eventually I just stopped looking at the clock because I didn't want to know how little time had passed or how, how long you've just been. Right. And people trip in. And by the way, uh, I have no spatial awareness. So things that tie down the tent, they're called guy lines or whatever. I must've tripped over those fucking things 15 times because I have no fucking concept of them being there. <laughs> So I'm constantly tripping, constantly falling. <laughs> um, at some point, Chris came in, passed the fuck out in the tent, and slept like a fucking like a like a beautiful angel, just asleep <laughs> and snoring and just peaceful. And I'm sitting and I pull out my phone because it's the only the white light of my phone, as useless as it is, is like the only solace I have. And I'm like, oh, it's three thirty. Okay. 3.30 in the morning. So from like 8.30 at night until 3.30 in the morning, I would, I'm just laying in this tent, sort of half awake, sort of not. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I got to pee. Finally, I get out of the fucking tent, go take a piss. But it's like I'm in the woods and they're pitch fucking black because we're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. There's no fucking light. There's no light poles. There's nothing. So it's pitch black. My only companion is passed the fuck out and everybody else is shouting and yelling and there's fucking shit going off, fucking explosions over <laughs> here from fireworks and people yelling other people's names. And at some point it had occurred to me because by now it was about 50 degrees outside, right? It had occurred to me, yep. well, I'll just put my fucking hoodie on and I'll just go out and I'll sit by the picnic table on the cooler. Except the cooler was in Chris's trunk where it belonged because we're in the middle of fucking nowhere and you don't leave your coolers out. And I'm so, sort of like standing out there in the middle of the night, like three thirty, four 4 o'clock in the morning, just like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, <laughs> what a fucking awful time I'm having. Right. So I put the hoodie on. I go back in the tent and taking the hoodie from pillow to actually putting it on my body, somehow that kicked off like oh this is way more comfortable this is the thing you didn't realize you don't need to wrap yourself up in the sleeping bag and you could just ball it up on the ground now and just lay on that because now you have this hoodie that's warm enough it's as warm as your fucking sleeping bag so finally at about 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning i pass out i legitimately pass out get two and a half solid hours of sleep okay Chris wakes up. You you took a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, there's a difference between sleep and nap. Right. This, But this was the fullest extent of sleep I've had. 
Okay. Solid two and a half hours of sleep because everybody else in the campsite passed out because their fucking after party goes to like four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So there was like party, party, party. Loud, loud, loud until four o'clock in the morning. But it's totally acceptable because everyone else has understood something I didn't get. Okay. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's something. But everybody else got something I didn't get. I got the this fucking sucks. So I wake up. You don't like camping. Yeah, right, right. I don't like camping. I, I thought that I could endure it. But Chris wakes up. I wake up when he wakes up. Um, and he's like, oh, it's breakfast time. And he makes some eggs and bacon and makes some coffee. And I'm like, this is the best meal I've ever had in the fucking history of meals. Just slabs of fucking bacon. And he used his little his little stove and... It was basically like you'd eaten a meal at home. It was some eggs and some bacon. I could have used some toast, but whatever. Wasn't there. I can't believe you said that. (laughs) I can't fucking believe you critiqued it and you said said that. I said it in a joking fashion. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) But but yeah, seriously, it was like the best meal yet. Right. Right? And I'm like, this fucking eggs are the shit. This bacon is fucking awesome. (laughs) And so we eat it and like I get a little bit energized and I'm like, I'm feeling like, okay, you know, I kind of am starting to feel like a normal person, still haven't shit yet. Uh, you know, but but I'm like, all I'm right, st- <laughs> I'm 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 still I'm feeling kind of functional. Uh, you know, I give myself the the uh, armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth wash real quick with a little bucket of water. Wash my feet, wash my armpits. You know, brush my fucking teeth. Because by the way, I forgot my fucking toothbrush and my toothpaste as well. So that was another thing I had to pick up at the fucking at the little gas station. So I, again, convinced Chris, like, hey, man, we should probably go pick up some more stuff that we need at that gas station. You you are completely giving credence as to why all men should make sure they have a woman when they plan a trip. That's <laughs> right, what you're doing right here. <laughs> so they, we drive back to the fucking the gas station and uh this time spots no dope i'm like this is a gas station they've got hot coffee they've got cinnamon rolls they've got shit i want that i miss from fucking civilization and so i get the hot coffee i get the fucking i get some seasoning for the soup that i'm planning to make tonight because i'm like i'm gonna have a real meal i'm gonna have a real meal with some fucking fresh shit in it I'm I'm dedicated, all right? That's I, right, I, I right. went out and bought this fucking Dutch oven for this, and I'm like, it's getting used. And uh sorry. I, I tell Chris, I'm like, I'm like, man, I was fucking if it wasn't so dark last night, my ass would have woke you up and told you, let's fucking un- let's pack everything up and get the fuck out of here. And Chris is like, eh, you know, whatever. I could I could live or I couldn't, you know, it's no big no big deal. Chris is indifferent. Chris is not enjoying the music and, you know, Chris is kind of hard to read. Chris is a lot like having a pet cat. You're not sure. Is he happy? Is he unhappy? Is he content? What's he doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, we probably leave tomorrow, though, if you want. And I was like, yeah, we could just uh, uh, fuck Saturday. Let's just get up early and fucking bounce on Saturday. And he's like, all right. All right. Yeah, we can do that. That's cool. You know, I can get my Saturday back, blah, 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 blah. So it appeals to him. Or it doesn't. I don't know. Because it's Chris. And uh, so 
we get back, we decide to go walk around. And when we start the walking around, that's when exhaustion fucking hits me once again. Because, again, I've only had like maybe three hours of sleep since Wednesday. Right. You know? And so we're walking. And at first, like I said, I, you know, I felt fine. I was energized. I had some food. I had some coffee in me. But this place is a giant fucking campground. And it's got three stages that are spread out. Now, you'll, you'll, you'll reference what I said earlier about I thought this was going to be a big thing. I thought there were going to be yep. a lot of people. Right. This is, uh, for, for historical purposes, this is a place where every year they had the gathering of Juggalos uh, up until 2013. And they were accommodating like five, 6,000 people at a time, right? So pretty, not a huge amount of people, but a pretty big amount of people. Right. There was maybe, I would say, three or 400 people here. Tops, three or 400 people. And you'd go to the different stages and there'd be like 20 people, 30 people standing around the stages. That's main stage, that's second stage, that's da-da-da-da-da. And when we started walking around and I start hearing this music and it's been going on for like, you know, two days now, it all just starts to sound the same to me. I'm a fan of extreme music, okay? I like heavy fucking death metal, grindcore, but at a point, you just no longer hear any distinction. When your brain is suffering from fucking exhaustion and you can't think straight, it all just starts sounding like dogs barking over guitars. <laughs> and that, that, that's that, that's at that point, that's what I saw. I took like 12 pictures. I didn't interview anybody because I just had no, I had no upper function to my brain. I had nothing intelligent to offer. I had nothing to say. I was just like, I'm fucking toasted. So we, what did we, did we do lunch? I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, we did. He made some Italian sausages for lunch after we went and saw a couple of bands. Saw Coat Hanger Abortion, who I mentioned earlier. Great band. Played well. Totally fucking awesome. Took a couple of pictures of them. Didn't talk to him because I was like, fuck this, let's go back to the campground. We go back, have some sausages, we eat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make this soup. And I'm like, hey, Chris, um, maybe we just leave tonight. And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe we just wait for like the last band to play and we just leave tonight. You know, we should pack up, fucking head out of here like after midnight. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. We could probably do that. And I'm like, well, you know, before we go, you know, see the, the last four bands playing the main stage, maybe we should just pack up now. And he's like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. So our neighbors come over and they're like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, man, we got to leave. And I made up some bullshit. Right. Um, I totally used my mom who was in the hospital genuinely. And I was like, oh, we got to go. My mom's in the hospital. Uh, they didn't coincide. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't want to have a conversation. Right. Um, so we pack up and, uh, put everything back in the car and we go and we're headed out to the main stage and we get there and cannabis corpse is playing and cannabis corpse for the uninitiated. This is a band that, uh, they take cannibal corpse songs and they alter them so that they have a weed theme right they're surprisingly good <laughs> okay <laughs> but but like that was the other thing that really fucking annoyed me was i was not aware of how deep like the marijuana thing went in underground metal i saw five bands play out of 75 bands the whole time i'm at this fucking show i saw five bands play 
and I was five for five that each of them mentioned smoking weed. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Uh, am I like the only fucking guy that doesn't get high here? Okay. And so it's like 30 or 40 people in front of a stage and they're all swaying drunk. And I'm willing to bet you would have liked camping out more if you would have got high. Uh, oh, I'm sure that would have been the one thing that would have made it worth my time. <laughs> um, but uh, so we see that band. And, and again, I'm fucking I'm exhausted. I haven't shit in three days. I haven't fucking had a decent meal. Uh, I haven't had any fucking sleep. My my sides. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention I burned myself on the fucking the reason why I brought up the gas lantern was because I have like a fucking two inch long burn on my fucking arm from it. So I'm burnt twice. <laughs> can't shit. Haven't eaten a decent meal. Haven't had any fucking sleep. And I'm like, you know what, Chris? I'm ready to go whenever you are. And he's like, all right, let's fucking go. So we get in the car and we fucking bounce. And we leave the fucking campsite and I'm like, all right, that's that's fucking I'm done. I'm just I'm fucking over it. I'm done. You know, and and again, nothing against the people that put on the 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 uh, the festival. You know, they did the very best that they could. They had a lot of bands play, Uh, you know, whatever. It wasn't anything about that that annoyed me. It's just that my fucking time was so shit, I could not enjoy any fucking part of it. So we leave, right? Yep. We drive probably six or seven minutes outside of the campsite, and we get pulled over. <laughs> and uh, uh, Perfect ending. <laughs> Chris is like, what the fuck? Why am I getting pulled over? So we pull off to the side of the road, and uh, two cops. One comes to each side of the vehicle. Cop one on the driver's side. He's like, yeah, do you, do you know why I pulled you over? And Chris is like, no, I, I really don't. And uh, he's like, oh, well, back there at that turn, when when the road curved, you went over the white line and then you went over the yellow line coming around. And he's like, oh, okay, well. Uh, and the, the cop's like, is there any specific reason why that might have happened? Like, he pulled us over because he knew where we came from and he was hoping we were drunk. Now, all the open liquor that Chris had had the wine boxes and the fucking kit. Oh, that was the other thing too. Just as a little side note, remember me telling you I thought we were going to be searched. Right. There was no searching. Right. You at all. You mentioned in the beginning like it was right. pointless. No, 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 no one ever anything. searched us. No one searched us from the front to the back. No one ever came to the camp to see what, <laughs> how old we were. So, anyways, but Chris gave all the fucking alcohol away, so it wasn't even in the car. And uh, so Chris takes the cop takes Chris's license and asks me for my license. And I'm like, that's highly unconventional, but okay. I'm, I'm here. You go, officer. And Chris is like, everything should be fine. Like I didn't fucking do anything, so I, I don't know why they're there. Well, they asked for Chris's insurance card, and unfortunately, Chris could not provide a valid insurance card. So the cop wrote him a ticket, and the ticket requires a court appearance. So. There is a high likelihood that Chris in October will have to drive 350 miles to go back to fucking asshole county, Cave in Rock, Illinois. Fuck. And appear in court to show his fucking insurance card. And didn't write him a ticket for the whatever improper lane usage or what have you. They were hoping we were drunk. We were not. They wrote him a ticket for no insurance. And so he's fucked. So we drove all the way back. 
8.30, we get home at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was an arduous fucking trip back because Chris was fucking dead tired and now has to drive six and a half hours back to fucking Chicago. And so like every half hour or 45 minutes, we have to pull over. Now, I am fighting sleep the whole way because the the motion of the car, it's like, just go to sleep, dude. Just go to sleep. But my brain is like, he's fucking tired too. You and, will die. and he's white knuckling that fucking steering wheel. You better stay the fuck awake because if he falls asleep, somebody needs to grab the wheel because you're doing 90 on Route 57. Holy shit. And if you fucking fall asleep and you're doing fucking 90, guess what? Goodbye, you're dead. So the whole time I'm like, whack, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, like trying to keep my fucking head like. My eyes open, fucking, all right, stop over at this gas station, drink a fucking Red Bull, do whatever, blah, 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 play the music loud. So it was a very difficult drive back. <clears throat> but we get back into into the Chicagoland area, and I haven't had a shower since fucking Wednesday morning, and so I smell like asshole. Uh, I feel greasy, gross, haven't taken a shit, haven't had a decent fucking meal. I come home, take a fucking shower, pass the fuck out, 12 hours. I wake up the next day at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and (laughs) I'm like, I am never fucking camping again. So, needless to say, Full Terror Assault, I'm sure, was a great show. Uh, I wouldn't know because I didn't enjoy fucking any of it. (laughs) (laughs) And don't ever ask me to go camping. (laughs) That That is the end result. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've uh, I've been camping. I've had a you know ill prepared camping. My mind switches to a different place. You know, just but but with me right. it was like I went with people where we're out here a week. Right. There is no crying in baseball. You knew what this was, so you just made do with what you had. But I I appreciate leaving. I think we've all been there. Everybody once in their life camping was like, yep. oh, this is a bad idea. Yeah, because you know, like at that point, like physically it was starting to wear on me as well because my fucking arm is burned you couldn't be healthy right there's no fucking way you a creature of habit shower once sometimes twice a day yeah you just feel like it so super clean you went i guarantee the first day your temperament was already south yeah which clearly it was for that alone yeah then your diet yeah which you've been eating healthy and now you're not to say that that was completely unhealthy but maybe the frequency was off. The McDonald's definitely was bad. Could have been some fruit or vegetables somewhere in there. Something to give you energy. A little electrolytes right, to right, refresh your body, right. maybe. And then, thank God you didn't. Right. Well, Because if you went in there and there was a wasp family playing cards yeah. when you walked in, you could tell what hand they <laughs> right, had. Right. I can only imagine the concept of, well, I have to, I have to step into the business boardroom for a little bit. Who knows, right? Yep. Well, and uh, the, the one one funny thing that we were talking about too is like, kind of like as we're going through the bands, like most of these bands I didn't know because most of them were like regional heavy metal, like underground bands, you know, death metal, grindcore, and shit. And I remember hearing this guy on this stage, the one that was closest to our tent, he's talking about this this summer that he had to have a poo bag, and how, like he's going on this long diatribe about like this whole summer and how he had to have this fucking poo bag on him and, and blah, 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 blah. And then he says the name of the song and it was like, uh, 
like sport pant poo bag or something like that because like he had to wear sport like uh jersey pants or whatever right for and, and, right and, comfort. And, I, and then i was just like something just clicked in my brain and i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever been involved with that there is literally a band on stage called sick fuck and this guy just went on this diatribe about wearing athletic pants and having a shit bag and how it was the greatest summer of his life. And I was like, how can I, how can I buy into this anymore? I'm going go on a limb. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you hit rock bottom for your genre. Yep. Yeah. Like I, this I is rock bottom. I, I literally felt like I was like, I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm totally, <laughs> I'm cashing in my chips. I want no more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I, I told you the only relate I can have is when, and this happened three years ago. I went from listening to Buster Rhymes, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube, and all these badass rappers, and then they stopped making new stuff, and I was left with Lil Wayne as being the hardest rapper around. Right. And, and, and you know, that was my rock bottom, right. but mine was a fucking paradise compared mm -hmm. to what you had. Like, you literally described it as barking dogs on mics. That's, and that, by the second day, that's what it was to me. That's all I heard was just. There was no distinction. It was just like the my brain had just turned into mush. People understand this is stuff you love, right? This is You've the, done I this mean, for years, right? Forever. I'm, 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 you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to shit on any of the bands, but the the lack of planning and the lack of my ass having any fucking experience camping really culminated in me just going fuck this, <laughs> fuck this place, fuck these people, fuck this guy over here. That was fuck my this next girl question. over there. Would you say that if you had a year to plan, like you knew this event was going to happen again, yeah. you had a year to plan, maybe it's a little closer, maybe it's in the same spot, yep. but having been there and seen the terrain and seen the layout, I'll tell you knowing like this. the advantage of planning, yep. bringing stuff where you could be comfortable, you could sleep, mm -hmm. do you think, and I'm just saying, because I'll say my opinion first, you tell me if it's real or not, mm -hmm. I sincerely feel that the preparation, the lack of sleep, the, the bad diet, all that stuff, that overshadowed and colored what may have gone on there that was that was absolutely the case it, the the fact that my ass doesn't know fuck all about camping <laughs> and sorry. and um you know I, number one i would have brought more than one person i think spending three or four days with one person eventually by the time our car trip was over chris and i didn't have fuck all to talk about <laughs> so it literally devolved into us talking about a band we were going to make up that was a grindcore uh uh um dubstep band called rectal caldera <laughs> but but it was only that way <laughs> right but to get to your point to get to your point yes if i had proper planning if i had time to make a list if i you know if if little intelligence had been used in this process <laughs> if it wasn't just by the seat of my pants fuck it i'll get over it I could have enjoyed it, and I could have enjoyed it a lot more than I did. But let's not forget the reason why you did it. You know, you turn over a new leaf, you dove into this vocation, something mm -hmm. you're passionate about, you said, I'm going to pursue it to, you know, wherever it may come, and you said, I'm not going to turn down any opportunity that comes my way just because I haven't done it. Right. I'm not going to do it. No matter if I hate right. it, no matter what, right. I'm going to give it a shot, and no, I don't like it. Right, exactly. Is, is how it is. So to that, that's drive. You answered your drive. You went it and you saw your limitations. Yep. I think that's the most, if you take anything away, mm -hmm. it's you know you can do it, 
which is the most important thing, and you also know the line. Right. And there are so many people who don't have the guts to even go that far, man. Right. So, I mean, that's that's what I, you know, just... And I appreciate that. That's and, what and, it is. And a couple of things that I did want to mention. The girl that uh, whose name I haven't mentioned because I feel it might be detrimental, uh, you know, in the future, because I may want to reach out to this person, <laughs> even though I wish she would fucking not have ever talked to me. She gave me a disc of a band that did not play there called Dark Measure. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to listen to that. And then I got, um, this is a Chicago band that I'm going to listen to. Um, this band is called Annihilate the Hero. I'm going to listen to that. That was given to me as a freebie. And these are these are apparently all, well, at least these two, these are, these are both like Chicago area bands. So they could be good. I'm going to listen to those and I'll, you know, update you in the future. I got this one. This this band is called Smashed Potato. <laughs> Smashed Potatoes. Smashed Potato. Um, and uh, they're a Chicago area band. I was given to free, giving, given to for free. But the one band that I did see that someone in the audience was just giving out their stuff for free was a band called Six Prong Paw. And I got their CD for free, um, and but they were good. They were they were one of the bands that I remember solidly right. that sounded good, good music. So, so they had to be fucking amazing. I mean, you were not in the temperament right, to hear right. it. Right, um, right. The one so, band we, we did watch, I watched their entire set, sat through it, took some pictures of them. I already mentioned it once, Coat Hanger Abortion. They're from, I want to say, Tennessee. I play them on my radio show every week. They were good. They did an awesome set, but they were also guilty of the marijuana shout out. I'll give them a pass. It seemed to be the thing to do, but that yeah, was one show. Yeah. We we sat through the whole thing, watched them. They were great. Um, definitely, that was worth the price of admission by itself. Um, like I said, uh, a cannabis corpse was really good, but you know, I'm not really into the weed thing. It's not really my deal. But as far as like their sound, I'd never heard them before. They were good. They were heavy. They were good shit. Uh, I enjoyed them. I didn't see Obituary. I didn't see Napalm Death. I didn't see any of the fucking big bands that I went to see. I fucking was just like, I'm done. I cashed out, threw my chips in, said fuck it. But, uh, again, nothing against the people that were were doing it. Now, it was a little loosey-goosey. I'll say that for sure. But if you think about it, first year, first time they're ever throwing this festival, you know, new people, new property, new bands are trying to get, you know, to promote, to get this thing put together. Mm-hmm. So I would say for for that part, I think they did the best they could with what they had. And I think that everything I've seen, the other people who aren't giant vagina assholes like me <laughs> enjoyed it very much. So, you know, I'll say good job there. You know, let's try to maybe tighten up the ship a little bit in the future, because that was the other thing, too. We'd go to see a band, and the the play the set list like who's playing. You know, they you'd have schedules kind of stapled up wherever, and it was constantly changing because either bands dropped off or someone didn't show up or something like that, and so they were forever ahead of schedule. Now, if you've ever been to a festival, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. They're always they're always behind. They're always, you know, trying to make up time. This they were always ahead. So 
you know, definitely there needs to be some ship tightening, but I I would I would say that all that can come down to you know, it's brand new. It's growing pains. You know, hopefully the second year will be a bit more, you know, tight and ship. Hopefully, you know, the bands that are supposed to play actually play. You know, I guess Fear Factory was supposed to headline this tour uh or this the the festival. That didn't happen. I don't know what happened with that. One of the guys that um, was next to us was a photographer, and he had a lot of similar problems where he didn't really know what was going on and where he was supposed to be or, you know, if he was a sponsor for it or if he wasn't. So I'm sure that there's logistical nightmares with putting on anything of this nature and trying to wrangle that many bands. Let's let's I'll do it. You can't. I'll punch him right in the eye. They did not plan well. It took him three weeks to respond to you, and the guy remembered your email. So this is very little contact back and right. forth, narrowing down what they had. That is the biggest red flag to know that administratively, mm-hmm. this was an idea that somehow took off, right? And and the fans wanted it to happen, and the and the and the band was cool. The bands mm-hmm. that did show up and said, "Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Let's see what it is." Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they had something else going next year, but hopefully it's somebody who either that was a wake up call to the administration this year. Or they get completely somebody else new. Like the bands demand to have someone we're not going to show unless you have a real dead right. group run this right. Or, or they won't, you know, and, yeah. it, and, you know, it'll be what it is, you know. But uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the snafus and the, the little things that I noticed are just growing pains. And that that, that part of it will improve I in, never in years even to come. thought about it. Did, did you even pay to be there at the site? Uh, did I pay? Yeah. Like, was it, it a paid venue? Um, it Okay, so... There were um, various package prices. So um, when it was like in full sale, um, it was 60 bucks or 50 or 60 bucks. I don't remember which for the full three day pass, including camping. And then parking was another 20. Okay. So um, the tickets that I got were, it was like a hundred bucks. And then my, my guest pass included my parking. So... Um, it would have been a hundred bucks for the, for the weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, 50 bucks to see 75 bands. Oh, that's the other thing that I wanted to mention too. Uh, I don't know, um, like what kind of radio they're used to dealing with, but part of the, um, particulars of me getting the pass to go to the show was me promoting them by playing their radio spot on my radio show. Um, so it took a while for them to get me the spot. I'd wanted I'd wanted to advertise their show for you know a month or so beforehand to really kind of like you know for people that occasionally listen or you know whatever just to get the word out there. And <laughs> they sent me a spot. Took them about a week and a half to two weeks for them to send me the spot. And then the spot was full of swear words. <laughs> now, you know, I don't know if they're used to just specifically dealing with like internet radio stations or what have you, but our, our radio station follows FCC regulations, which means I can't play swear words on my radio show. So then I, then I had to go and I had to edit their spot so that it was then appropriate to play on my radio show. And, uh, you know, that was kind of annoying. And I was like, why would you, you know, why would you send out, you know, but I, whatever it, it, it right. is what it is. You know, that, that's what they had. That's what they sent. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of lack of communication, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of, it didn't seem like one hand knew what the other hand was doing half of the time. And, uh, you know, you could tell that it was not like professional type people putting this on. Um, I think that they did the best that they, 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 they could with what they had. And I think all in all, it was probably a success for them. And I've seen some, you know, some stuff on Facebook and everybody seems to have loved it and enjoyed it. But from my end, yeah, there were some difficulties. So what are you downloading? Mm. No, just something I had to check out. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, that was it. Um, I would say congrats to all the bands that played. Um, sorry, uh, you know, I didn't get to see more of it. Uh, but I do not like camping and, <laughs> and I am not a proper planner and I definitely need to have, I think that next time, uh, next year, if I'm still able to do this, scope out a hotel 15 miles away, try to either scope out a hotel or bring some additional people. Uh, cause I, I really think that, like I said, the issue was, you know, by the time a day went by, by the time the seven hour fucking drive down there happened, like Chris and I had, had talked about every fucking conceivable thing there was to talk about you know there wasn't anything else to fucking converse about um we had another neighbor that came in second uh second day or no like towards the end of the first day on wednesday that was the other thing too when we got there because we were we were like anticipating this entry at 7 a.m we were we were anticipating this long line and all these fucking people right we got there and we were like we did there was we could have stayed home and slept and we could have drove and gotten there at 4:30 and not had to fucking rush down in the middle of the night so we could have we could have avoided half of that fucking being issue. road trip right. half half of that lag we could have avoided if you know if we didn't we didn't we weren't presented with the sense of urgency that like oh the gates open at 7 you better get here I think we got a little so, bit of hindsight lag going on though yep absolutely <laughs> but all in all that was the trip that was the thing that was that um, uh, the only other thing I can say is today's my first day, you know, smoking the, the robot penis and hopefully next time we do this, the podcast, I'll still be on that and won't have a cigarette. So other than that, that's about it. Congrats um, to that, man. I wish you had a better time, but, uh, in the future, um, I do have a radio show every Tuesday and Thursday at noon, uh, central time till 2 PM central time where I do play. Uh, an abundance of extreme music that is on the edge on air.com. You can listen to it there. There are links on this website. You can tune in on the tune in app. Um, you can follow us on the Twitter here at team Epic win. Um, go to the website utility muffin labs. I will be writing a blog and posting what little pictures I took, uh, on the site as well. So you can check that out. Otherwise we will be back to our regular schedule and we will have, Another one of these uh, on or around Friday. All right. Thank you for listening, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're welcome. I just, you know, I, th I think the important thing to know is, is that I heard the decompression mm -hmm. and then the retelling and then the story. And then if this is the official. So for me, it's like I could almost quote. But at the same right. time, I heard some stuff I didn't hear before, too. Right. Which is always what happens is you relax, you know, you right. let that go. So. And I'm, I, I think I'm less shitty about it now Correct. than I was when I got home. Because when I got home, I was shitty. I was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, that's it. So um, you know, keep check back with us uh, on Friday, and uh, we'll have uh, some new nerd centric topic to talk about, and maybe a guest, maybe not. Who knows? All right. All right. So we'll we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Peace out.